there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Victor Schoenfeld. For our young listeners who may be listening to you right now and saying, gosh, you know, that that sounds intriguing, what would you want them to know, Victor, about, obviously, it's it sounds very romantic, being out there in the fields and tasting grapes and getting involved in the fermentation if you enjoy chemistry or science, but for those who may not be well suited to this, what would you want them to know about winemaking that would kind of wake them up from a dream (laughs) that this is just nonstop fun? Well, it is a lot of fun, but it's not romantic. So, you know, cleaning a tank when you start out and you're dragging hoses and you're uh, washing tanks and washing barrels and moving barrels around, or you're out in the hot sun, you know, you're pruning a vineyard, which you've been doing for a month and a half, and you're kind of gotten very strangely strong hand muscles. Uh, but, you know, it's something that is repetitive in that in that way. And it's at the beginning, I guess it's kind of menial, but I always found it fun and interesting. But if it's not, yeah, it's not romantic. You get dirty, you get hot, you get sweaty, you work a lot. And for somebody whose main goal is to make a huge uh, fortune, that's probably not going to happen. So it's for really for people who are into a certain kind of lifestyle. It's mostly rural. I mean, you're not going to be living in a, a big city, which I find attractive. But most of the places you make wine are beautiful places. You know, you're going to have to make a decision if you, you get into it, what kind of wine area you want to live and work in. Because starting out in Napa Valley, you're probably not going to be able to afford to buy a house in Napa Valley as a winemaker because it's become, you know, a playground of the wealthy. Um, I chose instead of coming to a well-established area, kind of being a bit of a pioneer, I guess, in a less well-known area and building it up. I think it's it's been a great experience for me. So, yeah, if you're coming into it because, you, you know, you think wine is sexy or something like that, that's, uh, that's not the, the direction to come at it from. I remember hearing a chef once say he asks uh, people that come to work for him, you know, do you like to eat or do you like to cook? Because he's looking for people that like to cook, not like, you know, they're not people that are coming from too much of a foodie background because, you know, there's a lot of just elbow grease involved in cooking and there is in winemaking. There's a lot of science to it also. Yeah. If you were a young person who was in college or right out of college and you were looking for 
a country where wine is developing, or maybe it, it isn't a Napa, it isn't a Golan Heights, it isn't a pick the region in France, where would you recommend they look for an opportunity to kind of be in on the ground floor of the winemaking industry? Well, even in the even in places like California, there's always emerging areas. There's emerging areas in California, in Oregon, in Washington, and probably Iowa, I imagine. Most states now have, you know, wine industries internationally. At the beginning, I think it's important to work with different people and in different areas. So you want one of the things you've if you do that and you work, you know, you see different approaches and you see different conditions, you learn pretty quickly that there is no right answer. And winemaking is not about a recipe. Every place is different and you have to figure out the importance of critical thinking and independent thought can't be overstated. I was lucky enough to work with incredibly talented, uh, modest people. And I think modesty is an incredibly important part of being successful, definitely in winemaking, because once you start to get too arrogant, you start closing the doors on possibilities of continued learning. Agriculture, I think, has a way in viticulture, winemaking. Just when you think you have things figured out, nature comes and gives you a big slap in the face. So nature doesn't let you get too arrogant. Um, But for our profession, that's a good thing. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.